Blog Talk Radio. Hi, welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Hom. On this show, we interview badass real estate investing goddesses, women that are crushing it in different areas of real estate investing. And our guest today is definitely no exception. I'm super excited to be interviewing my friend, Lynn Yangchana, who is an amazing investor and real estate broker here in California. Since 2005, she's been specializing in commercial properties, and she's been representing and providing advice to tenants, business owners, and private investors with the leasing, acquisition, and disposition of office and retail assets throughout the East San Gabriel Valley and West Inland Empire submarkets in Southern California. She is an amazing fountain of information about all things office, and I'm excited to have her sharing her amazing story with us today and like teaching us about this cool asset class. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you, Monique. Super excited to be here and would love to share anything about office and me and very happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. So, you know, when we do this show, we always start at the beginning. I'm always curious to know, how did you get started in real estate investing? What got you started in real estate investing? And then why office space? Because that's a pretty unusual asset class for most investors, especially women. So how did you get into that? I think it's going back in time a little bit here. My family's in Thailand. And I think my family's also started in real estate investing. Because my parents, they're entrepreneurs. They don't go to work eight to five. I just, you know, growing up, I saw them go look at a properties, buy property, owns properties, and buy and sell trading, you know, we're also in Jake business. So, and I also remember growing up, helping my mom sometimes go pick up rent checks next door, our tenants. And also the key things I think imprinted in me from very young age is seeing my father's having like renderings of big office buildings, high rise that on his desk, you know, this is dream and wishes to build big buildings in the property, the land that the family owned. But my father passed away when I was 19, so those projects didn't really never started. But, you know, coming to America, you know, after I graduated, worked in marketing business, but I still felt like, you know, that's not me. That's just not me. And those picture in my mind, still in my father's office, those rendering office building, it just in me throughout my childhood and growing up, so I thought, you know, why not just go try real estate? Because everybody in my family, most of them have owned real estate, do do real estate. And that's how my parents sent me to school here from real estate investments. And I'm thinking, like, I don't think I want to do residential. If I want to own or be in commercial building, office building, that picture in my mind, then I got to learn how to manage, how to lease it or how to keep it. Oh, where do I find tenants? How do I manage it? Just everything about it. So at that time, I just looked for commercial brokerage house who has multiple departments, not just selling. So I found the current office, which where we started uh, with MGR. I started there and I'm still here because there's so much to learn in the business. It has the property management division and sales and brokers division. So after I joined company, Within six months, I'm thinking, I need to find somebody, the top person to really mentor me. You know, one day just talked to the owners of the company who owns real estate and broker deals himself. And 
I asked him, can I work for you? Can I learn from you? And can you be my mentor? And that's how it started. Since so five, and today I'm still at the same place, but I think my portfolio and the knowledge in my mind just grows significantly. I'm, I'm still in love with this business every day. That's awesome. And I love how you had the ovaries to go <laughs> to say, hey, will you be my mentor and ask for that? Because a lot of people are afraid to ask for that kind of help. Yeah. And um, that was awesome that you did that. Yeah. And I think one thing, I just don't know any better. I just felt like if you want to learn, always wants to go for the best person. Anywhere you go, you know, look at for the person who has the best knowledge, who's the top of the game and go ask, can I work for you? Because the most of the top producer top in any categories, one thing they are lacking is time. If you can do yeah. that, you can always help and add value. Yeah. So that's great. So I love a, that you asked and B, that you're focused on adding value to them because you're right. People who are doing what they're doing at top levels are busy. They don't have time. But if you can help them with that piece, then they're usually really great. They're really happy to have you. So that's awesome. So you got into brokerage. So I'm kind of curious about your first investment where you actually invested. So what was that? Because of the love of office building. It's not like I have 10, 20,000 or something. I can just go invest in office building. No, because the value, the dollars amount is much bigger. Right. So it, I understand. That. And I felt like it's going to take me some time to reach that level to really know which property to invest. I better know how to run it, how to lease it, what's a cash flow. So yeah. I just thought that, you know, I'm going to give me some time to really learn the business about office investments. So I start with how do I fill it, which is leasing. I start with a leasing agent. So I know how to, you know, work on the office arena. But on the sideline, I also invest in like um, during the last, last market downturn, we bought a few houses in Victorville. I don't know if you know Victorville, but that's on your way to Barstow. Anytime when people challenge me, you can't do that. And I'm always thinking, oh, that's a good challenge. How can I invest in California? <laughs> no California. But still, there's so many other challenges and taxes and things that I need to deal with. But, you know, that's part of the process. What's yeah. But in Victorville, we were able to pick up quite a few um, houses, like from 90,000, 100 grand, you know, 120. And today, they're like, what, 280? And I'm just so happy. And our cash flow is still good, and our tenants there stay usually about three, five, six years. Right. I recently had a turnover, which cost me quite a bit of money, but you know, I prepare for it. It's okay. It's awesome. And you bought well. You bought when houses were on sale, so that's great. Yes, you know, I wish I could turn back time and just go buy more because the first one was. Don't we all? <laughs> and you know, my husband, he's in government world. So he's not quite entrepreneur because we always say that I'm the rabbit and he's the sheep that, or he just the slow motions. Like, you know, let's buy and say, wait, 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 what? Can't know me. So it takes me some time to convince him to buy our very first investment home. Okay. After that, the second was, was easier. The third one was easier. Next one, it was much easier, easier home there. Yeah. So, you know, and those, some of those, I think for investing, I'm a long-term. So those are houses that we're going to buy and 
we're so grateful that our tenants helping us to pay for our mortgage and interest and all of that. And those will be our kids' college funds or future investment funds for them. So we'll see. Love it. That's the beauty of real estate, right? Like being able to leave a legacy and just have something that you can rely on down the line. So cool. Now tell me, you were sharing a bit about why you love like personally office and that office and that investing space. You know, I'm still, I see you, you know, young Lynn and in Thailand, looking at your dad's desk with those renderings on there as an investment or asset class right now, how would you assess the office market? Because I, you know, I've heard mixed things about it. So what would you have to say about it as an area to invest in today? You know, I think like everybody knows, real estate is very localized. What's out is big media. It's more generic overall picture. But I think especially commercial and office, because, you know, we only have a certain amount of times every day. You can't be doing it all. Because, because I also do some classes for our agents in the office. And you have to focus whatever you do. You can't do everything, but you have to focus in what you're really passionate in, what you're really interested in, what gets you up in the morning to go in. If you're investing, then you want to invest in something that you love and passionate about that asset. And when you go buy the property, that will just bring a smile on your face. I think that's really key on investing to me. So in office arena right now, we have everything in California. And for what I do, because I'm so good in leasing, I got owners wanting me to do their leasing or building. And I got myself to be part of the sponsor group in terms of when we acquire an office project, I'm part of the ownership. I have got, you know, part of the sponsor promote side. But from there, because majority of our investment is in Ontario airport market here. I don't know if you know about Ontario, Ontario airport now return from LAX control to local control here. Mm-hmm. And now there's direct flight from Ontario, California here to Taiwan, international direct flight. And there are more jet blues coming, you know, they readjust their flights in Long Beach. And these are news you can find on the newspapers, local media, that there's growth here in this marketplace. And Amazon also coming here, came here a few years ago, had huge millions and millions of truck feet of industrial warehouse here. And you'll see when you drive by on the airport, a huge terminal of UPS, and there's a lot, it's a logistic hub here. A couple of years ago, we start seeing a lot of uh, big companies in Singular Valley, like Diamond Bar, in East LA Park, eastbound to Inland Empire. And the reason, a lot of the reason is because of housing affordability. It's just way too costly to be uh, living in LA or Orange County. Because housing there compared to here is much different and much older homes too. It's much more affordable here. And also for me in Ontario here, for me to drive to LA, LAX, it's gonna take me a good hour and a half to two hours. It's easier for me to fly. But now a lot of companies start having location instead of centralizing Orange County or LA, they start coming to Inland Empire. There are more and more growth small businesses coming just because of their all employees are driving from here to LA. So why can't we just have a branch here? 
and give them a better lifestyle and still pay them. You know, it's a better quality of life that we start hearing and seeing because every day I'm dealing with business owners. I'm here, I'm always sitting in front and walk the empty space with business owners and decide what's the next phase of their company. So that's, we start seeing a lot of people migrating. These are businesses migrating to Ontario Marketplace, Inland Empire, to have their closer to their warehouse, closer to the employees. So I think that's a big thing. And, you know, in LA and Orange County and different parts, a lot of occupancy, vacancy, right? You'll see that 10%, 15%. But what we do here, I mean, we have over a million house square feet of office building within like what? 10 mile radius and our occupancy is under 10%. That's great. Easy. And every day my desk will up these files for all the tenants movement. And because I have, you know, ownership interests. So these are my building too. So yeah. I will do anything I can to make sure we have the best tenant retention and to make sure, you know, we get the most best tenant mix in the office buildings. Love it. So I want to highlight a couple of things you said, which is so good. And I want people to really note, and it's not even necessarily the specifics about Inland Empire, California and the office space, but these are things that are principles that will be useful for any type of investing. So one of the things that Lynn said, which I think is awesome, is that real estate is very localized. So a lot of people will look at these broad pronouncements about the housing market or multifamily or office or industrial, whatever the asset class may be and go, oh my gosh, it's so expensive. I shouldn't invest in real estate right now, but it really is so localized. And there are all of these, like every city is its own market. And then there are sub markets within that city and there's, and there are different asset classes. So all of these things are running uniquely. So there are always opportunities to be found if you know how to look. And I love what you were saying, Lynn, about the different factors that you're looking at, right? So you're looking at what's happening with major infrastructure projects, right? So with the airport, the airport going into local control and more and more companies bringing their operations into that area, big mammoth companies that really can sway an economy like Amazon coming in and, you know, and all of these things and the demographics of people moving from more expensive markets like Los Angeles, Orange County, and going into the Inland Empire where they can afford housing. So and if you look at what are like these demographic shifts and these infrastructure shifts and what major companies are doing, then you'll find opportunities there. So there are always opportunities to be found by like, looking at those factors. So I love how you were, you know, you're sharing like why, where you're at right now when in that asset class is really working, whereas maybe in a different market where people are moving out of that market, office might not be the the best um, investment, but where you're at because of the demographics and infrastructure and what's going on, it makes sense. So I love that. That's really helpful insight. And I loved hearing how you're, you're thinking about it. And also the local market here, I feel like it's kind of underdog a little bit. You know, nobody talks about it too much unless if you pay attention, unless you live around here, unless you're local here. But, you know, because we're so in tune with all of the business owners coming in, we hear and see and they call me at first, they need space. And we're the first to know if they're looking to expand or downsize. 
And these are pretty large, I mean, tenants that we're dealing with. A lot of these are dealing with government contracts. It's like, oh, that's coming. Oh, this is happening. We kind of know about it before it gets on the news because we know, oh, this agency, they got this funding from the LA County and they're looking to open operation here instead of LA. That's great for us here because the number one reason is labor pool. Everybody's yeah. here. Everybody's driving to LA. Why? Why can't we just have a branch here? Love that. Now, in terms of office tenants, right? So these are businesses. You know, one of the nice things about office leases, right, is that it's they're triple net leases. I've talked about triple net leases before, but they pay the rent, but they're paying property tax and maintenance, usually, I think. Like, what are some other unique aspects of an office, like somebody who would be renting an office space that somebody who's just been doing investing in residential and knows about residential may not know? Office here in California market is more of full-service gross leads or modified gross. But, you know, I always teach. Tell, tell, tell me what that means. A full-service gross means you have a monthly base rent. It covers all your utility and janitorial services. You do not have additional cam charges or triple net charges. Okay. But in Colorado, a few years ago, we invest, you know, money in an office building, medical office building in Colorado, but all tenants there, these things are triple net leases. It really different, de- depends on the market. But California okay. overall from all LA, Orange County, Inland Empire, all mostly full service groceries. Except so not triple net, okay. No, uh, most triple net will be retails. Office building anywhere you go, most of the time you'll see more full service gross, or they call it modified gross, which means they're separately meter. You pay your own electricity bills and you do your own janitorial services. So that's modified gross. But at the end of the day, triple net, modified, full service gross, it's all very similar. At the end of the day, the tenants still pay for all the expenses. The difference is accounting. Yeah. Okay. So one of the questions, so switching gears a little bit, and this is a question that I always ask every show because I feel like we learn so much more from our mistakes than we do from when things go well. So what would you say was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? I think mistake for me is that I didn't start in real estate soon enough. I felt like after I graduate, if I go direct, if there is a message from the sky or somewhere from the higher being, give me knock on my door, but maybe I got a bunch of messages and I was clueless, I was having fun. But I wish I actually started this business way earlier. I'll be like way ahead now. I really, really think so. But, you know, every day I learn so much. Every day I make mistakes. But those mistakes gives me better scar tissue and makes me a stronger, much more confident person in this business. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think a lot of people wish always wish they'd started earlier right at least you've been there since 2005 so you've definitely been in there for a while and then what are you most proud of I think I'm proud of my family and overall where I'm at today and continuing improving myself I think every day I work so hard just also to reach that goal from that piece of rendering on my desk that stick in my head, all of this growing up childhood, 
I'm proud that I'm very close to that target and I'm leave and breathe in that office world that my father wished he could have done in the past. And just, you know, it's gives me good income, allow me to, you know, give more for my family and for my kids and be a good example. Because so a lot of time I have to work, I'm a working mom. And one of the secrets of California is that because I'm a mom, I can't travel so much. I want to go pick up my boys. So that's why I pick a market that I can stay put, that require me to stay put. And that's the reason where, you know, I'm not going, we used to have money in different outside of California, but I just don't have time to go. It's just too much time for me. I want to make sure I have enough time for my boys. And my I, love, I love that. So good. And to what do you attribute your success? Hard work and efforts. And never afraid to make mistakes. I'm never afraid to ask. So good. Hard work, effort, and never afraid to ask. Yes. That is golden. Never, when they do something better, oh, see how much efforts and time you put in that. Okay. I want to make sure ingrained or brainwash. Yeah. It's, it's about your efforts. You know, when they got a good score, it's like, why do you think you get that good score? It's not that how good you are. It's just because you work so hard on that. That's yeah. I sure did tell that to my daughter too like I'm so proud of how much work you put into this how hard you, you work you know like that's why you had a great result because you worked hard yeah we're proud mom yeah I have good kids and what advice do you have for a woman just starting out in this field I think in real estate investing it can go so many different directions I always end with happy investing and how do you get happy investing you want to invest in something that puts a smile on your face because when you put in that money, when you drive by, when you go check on it, no matter how bad is the problem, at the end of the day, it puts a smile on your face. That, that's a great investment. You know, I provide housing for that family. And that's like two generations of that house that I provide. That's so cool. Or, you know, I'm part of that office building, you know, that investment that there's so many tenants in there that drive there every day to work in that building. So anything that puts a smile on your face could be senior housing, it could be student housing, could be apartment complex or anything. I think the key thing is at the end of the day, what would make you happy? Yes. So good. Spoken like a true goddess. <laughs> that is it. It's not about how much money you make. It's really it's like how much joy can you get from it and pleasure and good you can do my opinion so I love that and what do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know I still wish I start in this business way earlier I think I goof around way too long it's just so fun it's like what happened but at the same time I'm grateful for the time prior to my realistic career because that really honed in my communication skills that's maybe it preps me to be before I'm ready in this business. Because in this business is relationship building. It's communications. Yeah. Contract. That's what I love. When I have contracts, that's when I, when I make money. So communication, relationship skills, that's very important in this business. And I wish I start earlier, but, you know, it's I'm happy. That's great. Love it. So, Ms. Lin, before we end with our famed end of podcast trinity which is our brag gratitude and desire how can people get in touch with you what's the best way for folks to connect with you if they're interested in what you're doing if they're interested in 
maybe getting some office space in, in the Inland Empire? How, how can they connect with you? Yeah, you can email me or call me. I think it's so easy to just Google my name and find my phone number. You know, the other day when I opened up my cell phone, it's like, oh, how come I have my face on my cell phones? <laughs> background. It's like, and I asked like my, one of my twin boys, like, mom, I just Google your photo and put it on your phone. It's like, how cool is that? You know, you can email me or just call me. And I think with our website, I, we're so busy every day that just like you, and usually you do other stuff and you put your own website, your own things at the very last bottom of the list. So unfortunately, I don't think our website is very up to date, but you can always email me and unless you want to share my direct phone number here. No, you can whatever, however you want. So you want people to just Google you and find you. Call me. My email address is lynny at mgrrealestate.com. L-Y-N-N-Y at mgrrealestate.com. All right. Okay. You heard it here, guys. And now it's time for your Trinity. So what are you bragging? What's one brag? Anywhere I go, I always brag about my kids. They're kind of production of you to help me. But yeah. to have a good kids, have a, you know, I, I just can't stop bragging my kids and my family. I think the other day somebody asked me, what makes you most at ease to yourself, most presence? And I actually said that after a long day, fun, busy at work, my most fun time and calm and be present is our family dinner time. Before us, I have two boys, so we all so busy in the kitchen when all when we all sit down and just start eating, we share. And my boys at mom, how's your day? Did you make any money? <laughs> and, and dad, how's your day? What's going on with, you know, this and that? We just, that's a time that I'm just so grateful for my family and our health and our, you know, well-being. And just for every day, I can be there with my family, especially dinner time, my favorite time of the day. Mm-hmm. Good brag. You're, you have dinner with your boys and that they're so awesome that's credit to you as a mama so well bragged and what are you grateful for i'm grateful for my family again and my days in my office here and all the investment i've done and they keep growing when i'm sleeping i love it (laughs) yes that's the beauty and last but not least what's one desire one desire i would like to in addition to my family you know, good, healthy and good mindset, good attitude, kids and family. My biggest desire, my goal is to multiply my office investments. Because every day when I drive to work and see those, the skyline, you know, it's not like LA with a huge big building, 20, 30, 50, 60, 80 story office building, but you know, our highest here is nine story. And that nine story building, I have a small ownership share. I'm just so proud when I walk around. I'm coming here every day and just, wow, I own this. It's such a great feeling. I love it. That's awesome. So so you have a desire for more office space ownership. And well, so shall your desire be or so much better than you can imagine. Yep. Beautiful Trinity. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you for that. And so you, uh, you got hurt email address if you want to connect with her and if you want to connect with me go to reigoddesses.com there you can connect with our community of women real estate 
real estate investors from all over the world. You can also click on the invest button and get on the list to find out about cool investment opportunities that we have for you goddesses. And yeah, connect with me more there and subscribe to this podcast so you can hear other amazing real estate investor goddesses like Lynn share their stories and their best advice. Join us next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.